Time for Economy Tutor, getting you a, a, a big analysis on some of the big economic issues of the week. Uh, joining us uh, from Catholic University, economics professor Yang Jun-suk on the line. Hello. Hey there. Good morning to you, Professor. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to talk about this battery dispute, and it's not about uh, competing countries and companies. It's actually sort of two Korean companies at war with each other. On February 10th, the U.S. International Trade Commission arbitrary, uh, they ruled in favor of LG Energy. So they said that SK Innovation infringed on LG's patents. Now, uh, unless uh, the U.S. President Joe Biden decides to get involved in this case and block the ruling, SK Innovation will be prohibited from selling batteries in the U.S. market. Very lucrative with all the uh, electric vehicles and all of these uh, battery factories uh, that are already trying to churn out these products. So first, explain the case and the ruling, please. Okay, well, in 2019, LG Chem filed a complaint with the U.S. International Trade Commission, ITC, against uh, SK Innovation, claiming that SK stole trade secrets from it and used them to create battery manufacturing business in the U.S. After more than a year of uh, legal wrangling, the ITC last week ruled in favor of LG Chem. Meanwhile, LG Chem had spun off its battery manufacturing business into LG uh, Energy Solution. So the uh, ITC banned batteries which infringed on LG Energy Solution solution uh, patent uh, from the, uh, uh, so it uh, forbid SK from participating in the U.S. market for 10 years from the date of the order. So SK uh, not only cannot export batteries to U.S. directly, but it cannot supply the batteries from any tra- uh, free trade zones or from a third country. And uh, for SK Innovation, not only was batteries a strategic product for its future and signed already signed contracts to supply batteries to Ford and Volkswagen, but it had been planning to build a $2.6 billion factory in Georgia to uh, supply these pa- uh, batteries to factories in the U.S. Uh, so uh, that's a big setback for SK. Uh, there are certain exceptions to uh, SK's uh, ban on exports to protect U.S. Uh, based businesses that may supply batteries to Ford for four years and Volkswagen for two years. SK may also supply replacement batteries for Kia electric vehicles, which are already sold in the U.S. But other than that, if the ruling goes through, uh, they cannot export any more batteries to the U.S. Okay, now the question of President Joe Biden, would he be inclined to step in and uh, could he actually overturn this ruling? Okay, well, uh, legally, a uh, U.S. president under rev- upon review can uh, overrule ITC ruling uh, within 60 days. And according to some news, Georgia Governor Kemp uh, has requested Biden to overrule the ruling, citing the importance of uh, SK factory to the state. But there's very few precedents for presidential overruling of uh, ITC ruling, uh, especially since IPR protection has become a very hot-button issue due to uh, President Trump former President Trump using it as a weapon against China. And since 1987, the president uh, has overruled ITC ruling only once. Ironically, it had to do with a Korean firm, Samsung versus Apple, uh, where Apple was accused of uh, using Samsung's uh, patents illegally uh, for some of the older Apple models at the time. Mm. Uh, ITC had ruled that Apple could not import these older 
uh, iPhone and iPad models from their production facilities in China, uh, but President uh, Obama at the time overruled the order. Now, LG and SK can also come to an agreement, uh, and uh, then SK can uh, legally use the patents and uh, start exporting to the U.S. again. Uh, and according to news reports, due to Lunar New Year's holiday, the two sides did not meet, but the amount floated by LG seems to be around $3 trillion, one, trillion one, which SK says is too high, given that the assets of SK is only around $2 trillion. One. But if uh, President Biden does not overrule the ruling, uh, then uh, some... SK will probably have to pay something close to what LG wants because otherwise it'll be shut off not only in the U.S. market, but European markets probably as well. So let's get some background then on why we came to this, Professor Yang. Uh, First of all, uh, why is SK the loser of this case uh, in terms of the arguments? And uh, the question of jurisdiction, um, why did these two Korean companies decide to fight this battle Uh, in the U.S. uh, arena, in the uh, U.S. International Trade Commission? Okay, well, starting in uh, 2017, SK started to uh, get certain key individuals from LG, and uh, SK has stated that uh, uh, they were just giving them better pay and better jobs, while uh, LG has accused SK of poaching uh, these personnel because of key technology. uh, And... uh, LG filed in Korean courts for prohibit, uh, prohibition of uh, key personnel from moving, uh, but SK still kept on uh, taking workers, researchers from LG anyway. And during the process, uh, SK has, uh, LG accused SK of taking some uh, secret documents as well. And LG filed a case not only in the uh, USITC, which is a quasi-judicial uh, agency in the United States for dealing with trade. It also filed a case in Delaware, and it also filed a case in uh, Seoul courts. And it's moving slowly through the courts, but because ITC is a quasi-judicial uh, agency, which means that it does judicial agency stuff, it uh, looks at uh, judicial rulings, but it is actually a executive uh, branch and it deals with trade. There's a fixed timeline which moves much faster usually than the courts. Now, the key error by SK legally was that in the United States, there's this legal uh, move called discovery, where both sides have to share key information. It's not only to reduce informational costs, but also when one side has a key advantage uh, and it shows that information to the other side, it allows two sides to negotiate and come to an agreement before the case actually goes to court. Now, uh, when uh, SK and LG were supposed to share certain information, it turned out that SK did not have certain documents. Uh, there's a question on whether this was done deliberately or because they were ignorant of a discovery uh, mechanism. Mm. Uh, but because... SK could not provide key details, could not, uh, did not have key documents that they were supposed to uh, reveal. Uh, they, uh, they were ruled uh, that they ruled, ITC ruled that the uh, SK didn't, uh, did, uh, was at fault, and that's basically why they lost the case. 
So I, I know you're hearing this reaction a lot. Here in Korea, I, I guess there's some head-scratching because I, I think maybe people look at it through a nationalistic lens. Man, you guys are two Korean companies trying to kind of both uh, fight for global market share. You guys should be uh, on the same team and not be fighting each other. But really, um, you can explain that uh, this really does matter in terms of the uh, intellectual property um, case rights as well as, I guess, for both companies' bottom line, right? Right, and that's partially why the uh, move uh, took place in the United States. Uh, I think it's... I think IPR protection, there's a, a lot of people uh, and a lot of companies who feel that IPR protection is not as strong in Korea, so they t- want to take it to the United States. So th- even though these are two Korean companies, uh, they did have subsidiaries in the United States, so this was actually a, legally a fight between the subsidiaries, though obviously in reality this is a uh, fight between two large companies. And this is going to happen more and more often because, well, Korean court system, not only dealing with the IPRs, but we also see that uh, uh, Coupon is now uh, selling its stock in New York Stock Exchange Mm -hmm. rather than in Korea. And that's because a lot of these uh, legal options that are available to companies uh, in the United States or Europe is more advanced than what is available in Korea. Korea should really update its laws, but updates the laws and regulations, but it's been slow to do it. So they're using other countries and using legal tools in other countries to uh, get beyond this problem. So we're going to see more and more problems, even with Korean firms taking place in U.S. courts. And obviously, we're going to see more problems with uh, international companies, non-Korean companies dealing with Korean companies right. through the U.S. courts because, well, they, they may see, uh, ha, uh, see that uh, there's more tools available there, like mm-hmm. discovery, uh, there's more options available, uh, and higher degree right. of uh, IT protection available. Uh, uh, okay. There's a book, recent book by uh, U.S. lawyer okay. Shin Jae-hoon, uh, which says that Korean right. companies really should prepare for uh, you, uh, dealing Got with it. U.S. courts and laws. Well, Professor Young, thank you for explaining all of that to us, as always. Hope to see you in person next week. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. That's going to do it for us. Life Abroad up next. Stay tuned. Enjoy your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.